Hi, it's Shana Blaze here. Join me on my podcast, Homestyle. We provide the ideas and inspiration you need for your home, DIY design projects and expert advice. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series, available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app. We're shortly going to speak to the Collingwood footy boss, Graham Wright, about more of the on-field stuff. We might have to ask a couple of questions on what's going on around and how it affects the players. Uh, what was the type of pig wisp you asked for the breed of pig um, that ran onto the ground in, uh, with the number four on it? Well, nobody came through in time, but uh, it was a Berkshire. Yeah, no, they did. I saw it. No, but not in the 30 seconds, unfortunately. Oh, well, you got to allow for the delay. It was a Berkshire, was it? It was a Berkshire. I think it was a Berkshire. Graham Wright. Well, now sleep well. I'm sorry. No, knowing that information has been good enough to join us this morning. Righty, welcome. There he was there. Try again. Graham Wright's been good enough to join us. You there, Righty? Yes, I am. Oh, you, good. You probably uh, hung up after we are talking about the pigs. Hey, good to talk to you. Busy time. You've got <laughs> some fair protocols and uh, hoops you've got to jump through to be able to get across and take on Adelaide over there. Um, can you share those with us? Um, just how how seriously that the South Australian government's taking it, understandably so, and what are the uh, protocols that you've got to ad- adhere to? Yeah, they're, they're um, obviously around quarantining, really. So we were able to quarantine at home uh, last night with our families. And um, obviously everyone in the household after 5pm last night had to stay um, in the house. Um and then obviously we're able to come to training this morning. And then if your family's able to quarantine for the remainder of today without you, um, that you can return home tonight and quarantine with them. Um, and then we'd all come together at a hotel tomorrow night um, after training. Obviously, we have training today and training tomorrow. Um, and then obviously we fly to Adelaide. If you're unable to uh, or you've got people in your household unable to quarantine uh, during today, then um, you're in a hotel tonight and tomorrow night. So that's basically it. And I think we get tested when we arrive in um, a fast track test when we arrive in Adelaide on um, on Saturday, um, and then play the game Saturday, and then home Saturday night. Mm, yeah, well, I mean we understand why we get it. It's um, extraordinary times we're in. What about uh, how the players go with all that? I mean we've been. We admire them. We look from afar and there's been plenty of distractions and disruptions and they just take it in their stride? Yeah, pretty much. A lot of the players have, have dealt with similar things last year and it goes for staff as well when, when you're de- dealing with families um, of staff and players and partners, um, obviously. Um, but normally we'd fly out on a Saturday for a... Oh, sorry, on a Friday for a Saturday game. So it's not too different once we get to tomorrow and, and you know, we... We understand that you know we've got a responsibility to the to the competition like every other team, and um, you know we're really keen to play the game in Adelaide if uh, if the, the South Australian government were okay to have us. So from that perspective, we've we've been um, pretty pragmatic about it, and uh, and you know we just need to get in and do our our training today, and then um, as I said, either quarantine at home or uh, or in the hotel tonight, and then we um, we go from there. We're talking to Collingwood Footy Boss, Graham Wright. Uh, Righty, with what's going on at the moment with the board um, and the potential for there to be a spill of that board, do you have to put the Nathan Buckley contract negotiations or the discussions around whether or not to go forward with him on hold? Um, It's an interesting question. To be honest, the board, um, what's happening with the board is 
the playing group, the footy department, it's pretty. Um, I suppose we're we're insular to, to what's happening there, and and you know we've got a really stable board as far as we see. They've been really supportive of us and the football department and Bucks, um, and we haven't really discussed uh, that that decision at all around the around the board or what's happening with them. So no, it hasn't hasn't been discussed. How, how do you um, as a football club and yourself and the football department? How do you? Um, isolate yourself from what is actually going on at that board level? Oh, it's pretty easy, Tim, to be honest. I think we, everyone, we're not um, immune to the fact that it's in the media and, you know, uh, it seems that everyone wants to talk about Collingwood. We understand that. that that's it's a, it's a big talking point. And so I don't think it's, um, we're immune to actually seeing it. We all know it's, uh, all know it's happening. And what happens is, is between obviously the, the board that's, that's there now and who, um, who may want to come in. But from that perspective, it really hasn't been discussed. Um, I think Scott Penderbury and I had a brief conversation about three weeks ago about it. Um, obviously I deal with the board, um, from Mark Corder and, Peter Murphy and, uh, and Paul LeCurie and Mark Anderson as the CEO. So I, I deal with them, but that's more around what's, what's going on with the, with the football department. And outside of that, um, I haven't really heard any, any real discussion about it. As I said, I'm, I, we know they see it. We know they, they hear it. But um, from that point of view, you know, we're, we've got enough to, to worry about in relation to playing footy. Yeah, so just on that, on the, on the footy front, I'm interested in terms of the way you review, let's say, the last couple of weeks. There's, there's two ways of looking at it. You can say, listen, we've gone up against two contenders in Port Adelaide and lost by a point and Geelong and lost by 10. So, therefore, you know, the more defensive style that you've implemented keeps us in the game longer. Or you go, well, it's, gee, it's pretty hard going and you know, I can quote you all the numbers you know about, you know, moving footy from back half to front and all that sort of stuff. And it's... It's yeah, the, it got derided the game as being one of the worst. Yeah, you know, all those things. So, how how do you review what's happened over the past few weeks? When we're reviewing the games as a as a coaching group um, and previewing games, we're we're um, basically trying to win the game. So, mm. um, and then reviewing why we didn't win and, and what we need to do better and where we need to improve and how we implement those sort of things into training. So that's that's pretty much the the week to week. It, it doesn't matter what week you play. Um, and I, and I, yeah, we understand the commentary around it. I, I'm probably a little bit... I read Lee's comments that you, you're trying to win a game of footy and um, we're not really too concerned about uh, about what's being said outside from that perspective in relation to the look of it. Um, yep. We're trying to win a game of footy and we've been pretty close. Um, you know, I think we, we were... You know, we obviously didn't score enough on the weekend and... and um, and we had some opportunities and you know, missed a lot of opportunities and so did Geelong and, and 10 points may have flattered us uh, uh, at the end of the game. But overall, um, we're a defence first team and, and um, over, the, over the last few weeks, obviously we've, we've honed in on our, on our defensive strategies and principles or whatever you'd like to call it um, and then build our offence will flow from that. Now, it hasn't been perfect, but as you said, we've been in, in those games and We've been in most games we've played, really, to be honest. Um, but you know, it's a it's a win loss industry, and we haven't won enough. So, do you spend the second half of the year um, continuing to concentrate on defence? And and you know, because Nathan said a couple of weeks ago that you know that's the style of footy that you know he thinks is the best p- 
place for them right for you guys right now, or do you now try and add some layers of offense to it in the back half of the year, um, and and try and score? I mean, seventeen quarters one for the year is the fifth, uh, the fifth fewest in the season. You know, you two and nine start your first fourth worst start ever. All these things which you would know, obviously. And the, but this is what the question that the supporters are saying. Okay. Now, I get it. I buy into that, and I understand what you're saying. And the look of the game's not that important. But do you now try and add some layers in this back half of more offensive footy? Well, it's probably a, a real question for Nathan, to be honest. Um, it, when when we're discussing it, we feel, and certainly as a as the as a coaching group, and I'm not a coach, but I'm obviously in all of the meetings and and a, a part of what we're doing. But when we're uh, when we're discussing it, we're not going. How do we how do we try and not score? Um, no. It's, uh, it's we feel as though our offense will flow best off off good defense and and that's what Nathan and the coaches are working towards so all, all the conversations and the training and um, and uh, um, teaching sessions that we have which are harder obviously at the moment with uh, with not being able to get together as as, as one group um, so all of those things happen week to week and then you you're trying to get better so we haven't really discussed how we add layers to it at, at the you know in the back half of the year we've got Adelaide this week really concentrating on that. Obviously, we've had a lot going on uh, in the build-up to that, and, and a lot of our conversations yesterday were around um, how how we're going to um, how we're going to make sure that we quarantine properly. And then we did have a have a match committee meeting in the afternoon around selection, um, which was via Zoom. And then we'll we'll catch up on that post training today when we know who's uh, who's available. So uh, to answer your question, Gary, probably we haven't had those conversations, but that's really uh, probably a Nathan conversation more than me. Yeah, which I guess leads me to our next point is that Mark Corder's on the record as saying that the second half of the season is when his board will sit down and you know, the decision on Nathan's future will be made. Is there an ideal time where you, need, where you need to make, or not you, but the club, so that Nathan can then coach in the manner that he would like to with one year, two years, three years, whatever the case may be down the track? Or do you just have to let that play out? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I think you have to let it play out. I don't think there's, but there's been no instruction or no conversation around not coaching the way you want to coach. Um, mm. He he has absolute um, full say in, in the way he wants to to coach the team. He's looking at the team from the point of view of, um, you know, we've had a had a, a few significant injuries, not you know like to to key players, and how we're going to blood new players into the team, and that and he's been really up for that and driving that more than anyone um, in relation to our, our younger players coming into the team, which we've had sort of seven debutants this year. So from that perspective, he's, he's basically got the, uh, the, the right away to do exactly as he would like. Uh, talking to uh, Collingwood footy boss, Graeme Wright. Uh, Wrighty, you've been there for a while now, so obviously you've had a good look at uh, the way the place operates and uh, what you've got to work with. We know that Collingwood had to offload a number of players at the end of last season because of salary cap restrictions. Is that going to be a problem again going forward? Will we be seeing something similar at the end of this football season or is everything in order now and you won't need to do that? Um, yeah, well, we've, we've still got... There's still, um, I suppose, a hangover in relation to, to, to salary cap. We've still got some um, uh, some issues we're dealing with there, but I mean, they're not insurmountable at all. Um, there hasn't been any conversation at the moment about how we uh, how we look at the list from a, an end of year perspective and, and exactly what we're going to do. Obviously, we took two uh, two younger players in the mid season draft last night, and that was really around talent. Um, 
So from our perspective, we're looking at how do we bring in talent and, and using all mechanisms of, uh, of, uh, of player acquisition to do that, whether that be, whether that be trade, whether that be free agency, whether that be draft um, and mid-season draft. So we're looking at all of those things at the moment, but no, no concrete decisions made on, um, on anything from, from that perspective. But yeah, as you said, the, the club last year, I think lost about 1300 games experience with guys retiring plus the trade. So we, we, brought in six first-year players, or, or sorry, eight first-year players if you take into account the rookies, and we've just brought another you know, two players in now who haven't played AFL footy. So we've, the, the age demographic has, has gone down considerably, um, and now you know, we, we just need to continue to add talent. A lot of uh, Collingwood fans, and even while we're talking here now, we're getting a lot of feedback about Collingwood, and uh, a lot of fans want to know, will any of our big-name players have to go at the end of this season as a result of salary cap restrictions? I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have. No, I mean, I, from my perspective, where we sit right now, um, yeah, we'd, we'd, uh, from a talent perspective, we need to keep as many talented players as we can. So I, I don't think that's in our thinking at the moment. But as I said, it hasn't been discussed either. But from my perspective, um, you know, you, you're talented players. You, you need them part of what you're doing. Um, the players you picked up last night, Ash Johnson, Aidan Begg, uh, um, where are they at in terms of their readiness or short term? Would they be a chance to play at some stage? I'm, Ash Johnson definitely would be a chance. He's a 23-year-old uh, from, from Sturt in South Australia, originally originally Halls Creek, Indigenous boy who's uh, who's got a lot of talent, um, 193, um, you know, athletic, moves well, kicks it well. Um, Huge hands, actually. He's, he's, he's uh, very good overhead. Um, he'd be certainly uh, a chance, I would have thought, but we're, we're treating him like any young player coming in, and he'll come in and, and be developed the right way, and when he's, when he's ready, he's ready. Um, and, and Aiden's had a shoulder reconstruction, which he had, uh, I think he's four or five weeks into that, so he won't play again this year. Um, but he's, a, he's a, another tall 197 sort of ruck forward, probably more key position, whether he plays in the forward half or the back half, to be honest, but very athletic and competes well, kicks it well. Um, you know, we really liked uh, the, the limited viewings we had of him. We um, we really liked what we saw. So Derek Hine and, and Ned Guy and the, and the guys there have, uh, have done a really good job. We had sort of six or seven players on our list last night and we were able to get two through in our um, in our two selections. So we're, uh, we're really excited by that. We all live in hope. How good can the next day cost be? Uh, yeah, I've only seen Nick play um, one game of footy where he played in our VFL uh, VFL trial game earlier in the year against the Bulldogs, and he played on the halfback flank and played really well. And um, listen, he looks like a you know a super talent, obviously from that perspective. But um, same again, I think you know any of those young guys coming in, you you know if uh, if Nick's uh, with us next year, which we certainly hope so, that uh, from that perspective, he's able to you know, come in and develop the right way and, and be in the team and at, at the right time that suits him and, and not, not be rushed if, uh, if uh, that's part of it. But from that perspective, you know, like Josh, he's, they're, they're super talented with the footy. Um, you know, he's obviously uh, racking up big numbers from a, a NAB, NAB Cup perspective and seems like a quality young man and, and obviously a, a good family. So, um, you know, we're pretty excited uh, that... that that could be part of our future as well. The last one, Ryder, you've been very kind and generous with your time. That's the easiest one for last. Um, when will you have to make a decision on the future of the coach? <laughs> oh, that's a nice, easy one at the end, Gary. Thanks for that. <laughs> we, uh, we said uh, we've been pretty consistent all the way through that it'll be in the, 
in the back half of the year, and um, and that's that's where it stands. The front half of the back half, or the back half of the back half. <laughs> the back half of the year, Garrett. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Good luck. Uh, got a bit, as you say, a bit on your plate trying to get yourselves over to Adelaide and back. Uh, be safe and uh, good luck for the remaining of 2021. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Roddy.